I think it's on season 44, if I remember correctly. 44 seasons of Survivor. That's It's absolutely incredible. And it remains a ratings monster to this day. Still does great numbers. But like I say, I'm old enough to remember the first one. Richard Hatch, um, the naked guy. You probably heard of Richard Hatch, first winner. Rudy was the old Navy vet. He was fantastic. Um, and it was absolutely mind-blowing, groundbreaking. We had never seen anything like it before, and it became a cultural phenomenon that persisted for years and years and years. And like I say, it's still going strong today, but it's not the same. It's not the same. It's definitely changed. Now it's all about strategy. I think back then it was different because people didn't really know what it was. Now that it's been played so many times it's a game and everybody understand it's a game and everybody recognizes different strategies so i think before they even get onto the beach they start putting together some of their strategies and some of their plans which is okay i mean like i say i've i've been watching i, I still watch it I, I i dipped out for a number of years but i've been back in for i don't know probably the last four or five seasons something like that so this most recent season featured uh, a guy named Kane Fritzler, who I liked. I liked early on. You sort of, I don't know why, but you sort of, you see people that when you, you start watching the show, you're like, okay, okay, I can, I can, that one I don't like. There's lots I don't like. But Kane was a guy I was thinking, okay, I kind of like this guy. I don't know what it was, something about him. But then I, I didn't know it at the time, but it turns out he is the first ever Western Canadian competitor in the history of Survivor. So maybe that's what it was. He's from Moose Jaw, uh, a law student in Saskatoon, and he's joining us now. Kane, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate you being here. Yeah, no, thanks so much for having me. I'm stoked to come on the call. It's uh, it's such a cool thing for all of us, I think, especially those of us um, that have been around. So you're 25 so like i say i remember the first survivor you don't right so when did survivor become part of your life when did you start thinking hey maybe this is something that i want to do yeah no i mean i've, I've watched richard's hats for a season now obviously not live because yeah i was just an infant but i watched this show from the very get-go my one of my like light bulb memories as a five-year-old is rupert um on the island and that was like such a heroic person to me and so i watched this right from the get-go as a kid in front of the tv with my grandma and then as it kind of moved on i sort of continued to fall in love with the strategy of the game from a huge gamer um and so the more and more that i watched it it went from just being like this cool thing with all these people on this island this cool concept to like a very very interesting strategy yeah. to me and then yeah they opened up the call for canadians and i was like this is something that i think i could do for sure. So, so yeah, so I've been a lifelong fan, though, and I did all my homework to get caught up to date. How, do, how does that process work? Like, once they open it up to Canadians, how do you get on the show? It's it's almost, is it a videotape audition? Like, what's the process of getting yourself on Survivor? Yeah, no, it's, uh, that's also the beautiful thing about uh, my experience, anyways, is that I just wanted to get on, so I filmed the tape. And I sent it away. <laughs> and I did that a couple times, admittedly. A lot of people say they take a couple uh, cracks at it. So it was my third tape that finally got a hit. But it was sort of part of my, like, yearly cleanse where I was like, oh, it's August again. You know, I'll, I'll start <laughs> running and I'll make my audition tape for Survivor. And then, uh, yeah, I don't know. I sent this one off and something felt really good about it. And then uh, I got a call back. And then that was just basically started this crazy experience that ended me on the beach of Fiji somehow. <laughs> yeah. So when you find out you're going, I mean, can you really prepare? Like you say, we know so much about the game now. There's been, you know, 43 seasons prior to your season. So we've all got a pretty good idea of what's going to happen. But can you prepare for that, Kane? 
I think that you can make assumptions and I think that you can prepare to face those assumptions. Like I made sure that I could make fire like crazy because yeah. that's a big part of the game, especially strategically at final four. Now, if you're playing good enough, you just assume that you're going to get thrown into fire. So I could make fire like crazy. I practice and tried to, um, just sort of really become aware of like my social cues and I had a strategy going in, but I also knew that it wouldn't matter until I saw the flock of people that they had out there with me, because that is what shapes each season's game, right? If I'm on the beach with five people, at the end of the day, I just need to figure out how to work with those five people to get myself into the game, to get to merge, to get to be the sole survivor, right? So if you walk in with too much assumption, if you walk in with too much of a plan, those are the people who don't know what's going on and they just kind of have to go home, you know? So, I mean, like I say, in terms of it's adaptive then, would you say? Like you, like you say, you can't really, if you go in with too firm of a plan and, and it doesn't work out, you're done. You're toast. You need to be able to roll with the punches a bit. Yeah, exactly. And it's kind of what you said when you opened up is that this is so long, this is such a long-running thing that people sort of have an idea of how to play yeah, it. There's a yeah. pretty established meta about how to play Survivor. And so you need to be aware of that. But I think to be a really fun Survivor, to be a really good Survivor, yeah, you need to be able to roll with the punches. You know Jeff Probst is going to throw something silly at you at least a couple times. And you also need to be able to roll with the punches and say, okay, this was my plan today, might not be my plan tomorrow, might not be the plan the next day. You always have to work with what's available to you on the island. So I think that that adaptivity is basically the best trade a survivor can have. Uh, it's called Survivor, and I remember some of the early seasons were literally, it looked like people were barely hanging on. I think there was one tribe where they actually went to him and said, listen, you knuckleheads, we're going to have to give you something here. You're going to die. Like, it was pretty dire. It doesn't seem to be as much survivory as it was back then. What's it like? How hard was life when the cameras weren't on? What was it like? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um yeah, no, I know what you're talking about. In the old seasons, they used to show the bog bites, and they used to show yeah, the starving and downpours all the time. And I think that, uh, you know, I'll give you a, a, a vouch that that still exists. <laughs> That's still part of the game. I think they just don't highlight that as much because they are so fixated on the strategy. But um, since it went down to 26 days, it used to be 39. They don't give you a scrap of food, um, at least not until merge or if you win something. But even then, wow. it was like fish we had repaired. You're absolutely starving. We were on a, as a tribe, we usually ate, shared one coconut and coconut water a day. And then if we were lucky, we'd catch a few small fish. We didn't have any Aussies out there. So we were eating like wee little fish we'd get on the reef. Um, and, uh, I mean, like when it gets dark in the jungle, it gets dark and it gets cold. Um, and I mean the rain too, like they, they did not show it that much, but like when it rains during the night, there's, doesn't matter if you have a tarp up, doesn't matter if you have a shelter, there's not a thing you can do. You just get soaked through and through. So you're out there in the elements for sure. It's, it's a very humbling experience, but it's also you get to spend this time on this beautiful picture. Right. The beach. So it's a little bit of a trade off, you know? Now you, you made it halfway through, right? You were ninth, correct? Correct, yeah. Okay, so you made it onto the jury, but you also did... This is the part that's always fascinated me, and I don't know why, so give me the details as much as you can, Kane. You get voted off, you're no longer part of the game, but you don't get to go home. So I think you're staying at this beautiful resort with Jeff Probst and the other people who didn't make it through. What's that like, and how long did that last? Um, That was the best part. (laughs) (laughs) I like playing it and uh you know it was super fun don't get me wrong am i asked on the million i went out there to be a strong player that's what i tried to do but as soon as i got snuffed i was like sweet <laughs> take me to ponderosa 
So you don't get to chill out with Jeff, unfortunately. They got them in a different island, but you do get to just chill out with the jury. It's just you and the rest of the jury there. Um, and we had an amazing routine where, first off, you just get to enjoy the beauty of Fiji, right? Yeah. Because when you're out there, you're like, out of the sun because it burns you and drains your energy. And you don't want to get in the water because you're going to be wet for six hours. <laughs> then you get to go to Ponderosa and actually enjoy those parts of it. But then what I liked is every single time we would get a new person come, every time someone was voted out and they would change the ecosystem of the jury, they would bring all this new perspective and we'd have all these big talks about, you know, who we thought was going to win and where people's games were at, what we need to see from people at final trial. So I think it helped that 44, especially, I can only vote for 44, but we had a full cast of super fans. So we would spend hours just deliberating where we thought the game was going, who we thought was in control, what we thought needed to happen for other players to succeed. So it became this really awesome sort of therapeutic setting where we just all talk about Survivor and get to know each other as people without the fear that they were going to stab us in the back, you know? Do you guys have any idea what's going on, or is it just tribal council you get to observe there? But are you seeing dailies? Do you have any idea what's happening when they're not at tribal council? No, we uh, we okay. asked a lot if we could go and watch challenges. We knew they wouldn't let us, but we thought maybe we could set a precedent because we wanted to watch the challenges. But the only thing we have is uh, the tribal councils that we go to. Um, and uh, tribal councils just generally are getting cagier and cagier, right? So you don't actually pick up that much at tribal councils usually. Um, that's the only insight that we see in the game. And then someone gets voted off and we'd have them put in the in the throne seat and we would just let them regale us on what's been happening <laughs> so the time gets up to date it was like they were the most popular person for that night by a healthy margin but yeah you, you have very limited insight you do when you watch the show back and this is something everybody always asks and i'm sure you've been asked before kane um how accurately does the final version that we saw at home portray what it was like for you i mean i know there's producers involved and it's edited and all the rest of that but do you think us as viewers got a pretty accurate representation of how it played out or was it very heavily manipulated I don't think it was manipulated, no. I think at the end of the day, Survivor is actually a 100% unscripted series. Um, at least for me, anyways, they would just ask me some questions and I would go off. Um, I don't think it's manipulated, but I do think it's what I lovingly refer to it as the highlight reel because there's, there's sure. so much that they don't show. There's so many relationships. There's so much game that they're just not able to show. And you got to remember that every confessional you're seeing is somebody's subjective view of what's going on. You know, there's not really much truth to a season. So, um, it's not manipulated. What you see is accurate and true for sure. Um, it's part of the pe- part of the game that people are living. But there is so much extra game going on around. Um, you know, like I said, every single player has a plan on how to get to the yep. million dollars. So um, there's a lot that you don't get to see. A lot of questions from the audience. I'll just throw a couple of the good ones at you. First of all, and this is a great question: Do you get paid? Like you made it halfway through. I think you were nine, as we d- determined. So, does the, do you get? Um, you know, it starts at a million. Does it whittle its way down like a golf tournament, or is it that's it? You don't get anything. No, it's it's a all or nothing deal. It's otherwise, it's just the experience. Yeah. Wow. Okay. What about since the game ended? Are you in touch with any of the people that you were on the beach with? Are you still in touch with Carolyn or anybody else? Yeah, I am actually. Uh, we had a very collegial group, which was good because I know that a lot of people come off that island uh, and they are not best friends anymore. <laughs> so um, I am very close with mostly the people that I placed around with jury, weirdly enough, because those are the people I really, really got to know out there. Um, but yeah, I keep in touch with a lot of them. 
Uh, last one. A lot of people hope to spin this into something else, and some of them have, to be fair. I mean, I know Colby, uh, from way back at the very beginning, has spun it into a reality show career. Uh, do you have any interest, or was this, okay, now I've been a survivor, and I know you were a law student, and is that it? Now it's time to get on with your life? Uh, you know, I don't know what the Kane Frisler show is going to hold. Uh, I'll leave that one up in the air. I mean, I am here. I'm on the very start of my legal career. I'm very excited for that. You know, I got big plans for that. But I, I wouldn't say no to another call for sure. I definitely think about it. I had an absolute blast out there. I am I'm a gamer through and through. And these reality <laughs> TV games, um, they're a heck of a lot of fun. So I won't rule it out, that's for sure. Kane, uh, thanks so much for joining us. I, I really do appreciate an insight into how Survivor really works. Thank you, sir.